Today we're going to be talking about cash flow versus appreciation and which one is right for you. Welcome to the Immigrant Doctor Podcast, a podcast for financially focused immigrant physicians and other medical professionals looking to learn investing in the U.S. market and achieving financial freedom. Join Avishkar, the immigrant doctor, as he talks to high achievers and go-getters who unravel their journeys, hardships, and successes, helping you to get your financial freedom. To learn more, go to theimmigrantdoctor.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Avish Kasabarwal, the immigrant doctor, and welcome to my podcast. So, you know, I was visiting California last week, and I happened to stumble upon um, two other investors who invest in real estate. And we started talking, which is what sparked the idea for this episode. One of them completely changed the way I think about other investors. You know, when I had started investing, through all the trainings that I've had, all the learnings that I've had, my ideology was invest in cash flow first and then look for appreciation. So when I was talking to this gentleman, he said, I only invest in the Bay Area and I only invest for appreciation. And this was a very pivotal moment because all this while I had been learning that appreciation is good, but you cannot bet on it. Of course, I did not know his backstory, which changed the whole perspective on what he was saying and, you know, gave me a deep sense of appreciation for where he was coming from. And actually, when we were talking, interesting, there was another gentleman who came in and we started talking. He, of course, invests out of state. He invests in Alabama and sort of in a similar way to the way I do it. He actually pointed out that not every investor will have the same goals on investment as you will. And you have to understand that everybody has their own point of view. This is what developed this deep sense of respect for this gentleman who has been investing in the Bay Area only for appreciation. Now, let me tell you about his story. This gentleman has been investing in the Bay Area for the last 20 years, right? So 20 years of investing in the Bay Area would have given him massive, massive appreciation. And that's why he was betting only on appreciation because in his 20 years of investment, he's seen so much growth of his capital by investing in uh, in these properties in the Bay Area that he thinks that's probably the right way to invest for him, right? There's nothing wrong with that ideology, but I think uh, there are certain downsides, in my opinion, to investing just for appreciation. Number one, that the capital is just stuck in your asset, right? Even if you've invested for appreciation, say I bought buy a house for $100,000, suddenly it's $200,000. Doesn't matter if I don't sell it, right? It doesn't. It does not give me money to put somewhere else if I'm investing just for appreciation. Number two, when you're investing just for appreciation and especially in you know smaller assets like small multifamily or single family, the valuation of the asset is based upon the area that you're investing in. Say it's for whatever reason the property prices go down in the area, your value, the valuation of your property suddenly goes down. So the appreciation is not necessarily in your hands, right? So that's one of the reasons I put in my investments appreciation as below the cash flow. I look for cash flow first because I want to make sure that when I'm getting a debt on a property, I'm going to be net positive. I'm going to be able to meet all the expense obligations for that property before, you know, before anything else, before it hits my bank so that I'm not putting in extra money after acquiring the property uh, to, to, to sustain it. So that's a cash flow positive asset. Now, the beauty, I've been investing in small multifamily so far, but now I'm transitioning to large multifamily. And here's the reason why. The beauty of large multifamily is that I can get both cash flow, I can get the appreciation, and I can get 
massive tax benefits from investing in large multifamily as well. So here's what happens. When I invest in large multifamily, of course, I'm looking for cash flow first, which basically means that all the expense obligations for my asset are met. And after that, I have a net positive cash coming in into my bank account, right? That's number one. Number two is appreciation. Now, interestingly, the beauty of large multifamily is that the appreciation is based on the valuation of the asset. And how is the asset valued in large multifamily? It's valued like a business. It is valued on the income that it generates. Now, if by whatever means that I have, either by lowering the expenses, increasing the income, I can increase the net revenue that this asset is generating, I increase this valuation. So now, all of a sudden, instead of having this being controlled by the market, it is somewhat in my control. I will not say 100% because, of course, even within that, the macroeconomic changes can occur and that can change the valuation of the asset. But for the most part, I'm able to force this appreciation into this asset, control the valuation and control the appreciation and see massive appreciation that I want to see in my assets, right? And number three, I get massive tax benefits because the U.S. offers amazing tax benefits for the real estate that you invest in. And this is very different from how you invest for appreciation, right? If I were to invest for appreciation, the challenge is that's not money that's readily available to me. That's money that's locked away in the asset unless I'm able to tap into that money. So, you know, this uh, this ties into this very interesting conversation that was continuing with this other gentleman who invests in Alabama. And he said, well, it's easy. You can always take a cash out refinance. You can do a HELOC on that property. You can do so many things. You can sell the property. So my point of view on that is, number one, if I do a cash out refi, I don't know what the bank loan terms are going to be when I need that money, right? It may be sort of like a situation like we're in now. The interest rates are super high and the terms may not be favorable for me because I might become sort of you know negative. I might start, I might have to actually put money uh, into into the to pay the mortgage into the asset because I'm cash flow negative. Again, my goal is cash flow positive, not cash flow negative. So so that's why you need to know when is the right time to take it out. Number two, even if you're doing a cash out refi or you're selling the property, it takes a while to do that. Even getting a loan on a property, you cannot just go in and get it tomorrow. I would if I needed money now, I would rather have it you know invested in gold because. Even though it's a store of value, I can go and exchange it for real dollars that I can use today or tomorrow. Whereas in real estate, the the asset is still stuck there. The money is stuck in that asset till I tap out, tap it out, right? So if I need money immediately, I don't have access to it, which is very different from cash flow where I'm getting in a you know mailbox money, paycheck coming in every month, and I have that money readily available for me to use. Now, of course, most of the money is made in appreciation, right? Even in the assets, uh, the larger assets that we would, we you know, we plan to buy, most of the money comes in towards the end when there's a major capital event, when there's a, there's a sale or there's a cash out refi. But these are all planned events that we plan for, right? And and so I I can kind of control both of these levers with the information that I have, and that's why I like to invest, you know, in uh, in assets that can cash flow, that can appreciate, and give me tax benefits. Having said that, all of these are moot points. And here's why I say this. All of this does not matter. What matters 
is what sort of investment will give you a good night's sleep. Whether it's for appreciation, whether it's for cash flow, whether it's for all of them, it really doesn't matter. You, at the end of the day, are investing so that you can have a good night's sleep. You know that your money is well invested and your money is growing. Whether it's through appreciation, whether it's through cash flow, whether it's through tax benefits, whether it's through whatever, whether it's in stocks, whether it's in real estate, that at the end of the day is the goal of our investments is so that we know that our future is sort of, uh, you know, taken care of by the investments that we are making. And that's why it's, there's no one right way to invest. There are so many ways to invest and what is right for you, you got to decide. For me, I decide cash flow first, appreciation next, and of course, the tax benefits that come with real estate. Uh, but this does give me some perspective into how other people think who are primarily looking for appreciation uh, because of their experiences with investments. They've invested, somebody invested 20 years ago and they've seen massive appreciation. Of course, that's that colors their perception, that changes the way they think about it. Somebody who invested around 2007, 2006 and saw a massive downturn, their perspective will be very different from somebody who has you know, been invested and in, been in the game long enough. So that's how what I would say. I think it all depends on what you want out of your investment and what keeps you comfortable and, and gives you a good night's sleep. And so at the end of the day, you got to decide uh, what is right for you. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you all next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Immigrant Doctor Podcast. If you would like to learn more, head to www.theimmigrantdoctor.com. See you again soon on another episode and another amazing journey.